Welcome to the Scottish Mortgage Podcast, the show that keeps you informed in all things mortgages throughout Scotland. When you are planning to buy your first home, it's often more difficult to build up the deposit now than what it's ever been, especially if you're renting where the cost of living is higher. And in today's video, I'm going to give you some tips on 5% deposits, what to look out for and how to save up the money. If you do find these videos useful, don't forget to subscribe or follow the page to keep up to date for more hints and tips. So the first thing we need to do is understand the 5% deposits and how they work from a lender's perspective. So often you might think that because it's available out there in the market, and the fact that it's going to be a higher rate, lenders will be willing to give you the money more easily than what you what they would if you had a higher deposit. But actually, because there's higher risk involved with 5% deposit mortgages, lenders make you go through a, a more strenuous scorecard process. And there's a higher risk involved with the, the process with the, for the lenders. Now, the reason that this risk is higher is because if you're putting in a 5% deposit, and should the market crash, there could be negative equity in the property. And if the lender was to come and repossess that property when there's negative equity in it, they're not going to be making back the money that they've allowed you to borrow. So because of this, lenders often put a higher premium on the interest rates at 5% deposits. Now, in my experience, you tend to find that mortgages tend to have higher interest rates, anything above uh, 40%, sorry, anything below a 40% deposit. So if you're putting in 35% deposit, it's going to be higher than what it would be if you were putting in, say, 50%. But once you drop below that 40% deposit mark, generally, from my experience, what I've found is most of the lenders out there are offering you their um, their, their base rates in those kind of brackets. But yeah, the 5% deposit options are often higher risk for lenders. And that's why it's a little bit more difficult to get and the rates are slightly higher. So if you are planning to save up for your deposit, you should be utilising everything that's out there and everything that's available to you. One of these things is the Lifetime ISA. If you haven't heard about the Lifetime ISA, talk to your bank about it or do some research online. It's essentially a government savings account. It's tax free and the government would give you a 25% bonus. As long as you've had the account over a year, we'll give you a 25% bonus of anything that you've saved, and you can use that towards your deposit. Now, you need to be under a certain age to start using the account. You can only use it for certain things, or else it'll end up costing you money. So make sure that you're reading the terms and conditions to make sure it's going to be the right fit for you. But if you are planning to buy your first home, in at least, sorry, in more than a year, or if you've already got this opened up, great, but if it's more than a year down the line, you should be considering opening up a lifetime ISA. What you also want to be doing is maintaining a clean credit score. Credit scores are really, really important when you're looking at the the lower deposit options. Now, credit isn't as big a thing when it comes to score as what you might think. Credit activity plays a huge part in the decision making. So you could have a high score, but you might not be registered on the electoral roll. You might have made a few, had a few missed payments. There could be errors on your report. All of these kind of things can also impact the lender's decision to lend. If you are checking your credit, make sure that you're checking your full credit report and not just from one agency. 
So, for example, if you've got an Experian report, that's great and it gives you an oversight of what's going on and an overview of what's going on. But don't forget to review Equifax and TransUnion as well. I'll check out Check My File. There will be a link at the bottom of this episode in the description. And Check My File will give you access to all three. There is a fee for it. It's $14.99 a month. Um, but there is a one-month free trial on it. So if you click the link, you can get a free trial for it and see what it's like. But yeah, make sure that you're maintaining your uh, a clean credit history. If you are planning to buy with a 5% deposit, get registered on the electoral roll. Make sure that you're making your payments on time and check the credit report for errors. These are the key things that I would be suggesting. But don't forget, if you are using credit, it's always best to stay away from the maximum amount of limits that's available. So if you've got a £5,000 credit card, try not to exceed more than 50% of that. Once you've done that and once you've done all the planning and you've got your savings in place and your credit's fine, you've got your mortgage in principle, finding the right property is going to be key now as well. So... What you'll often find is that if a property is really, really popular, it might go for more than what it's worth. So let's say, for example, you're going out to see a house that is worth £100,000, but it's expected to sell for £105,000. Your 5% deposit is £5,000 based on the value, but you also need to pay the extra £5,000 if you were buying it for 105. So it means that you, you don't want to get caught out with that. You want to make sure that you fully understand that and make sure that if you are buying above the property value, then you would need to cover that difference yourself. Now, this is different from offers over. If it's an offers over, it makes the offers over 95,000. It's worth 100,000. And if you buy it for 100,000, that's fine. Your deposit's still five. But if you're buying it for more than natural value, and that can be found in the home reports up here in Scotland, if not, the valuer will go out and do a valuation in the property. But if you're buying it for more than the value, you need to cover the cost of it. So make sure that you understand that. Finding the right property is going to be crucial because these kind of things can dictate what um, what level of deposit they can put in. It is typically harder if you've got a 5% deposit because of that. If you do have a 10% deposit, people that have got 10% deposits might find that they end up buying with 5% because it's given them that opportunity to pay a little bit more. Final thing is to get a plan in place. Make sure that you get a plan in place early. Get your mortgage and principal sorted out. Check your affordability. Doing all of these things, it's never too early to start it. Even if you're a year away, it's never too early to start it. Make sure that you understand the monthly costs of what you're looking at, make sure that you understand how much money you can actually borrow. And if you know that, then you've got some targets to work towards. But I do hope you found this useful. And as always, if you've got any questions, file them in the comments. Thanks for listening to the Scottish Mortgage Podcast. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you find this useful. And if you want your questions answered, pop over to our Facebook page at Scottish Mortgage Podcast and ping us a message.